Welcome to Papa's House Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Charles. For more information about this service, visit Papa's House India by logging in into SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook. We're going to get into the word. As I shared, this word is a continuation of two weeks ago. We started the David's journey of his seasons in life. It's a bit of a heavy word. So I just wanted to break off a little bit of that with a very humorous story. Okay. I'm just going to read this. It takes a minute. Uh, this is a humor story. Okay. A preacher who shall we say was humor inspired attended a conference to help encourage and better equip pastors for their ministry. Among the speakers were many well-known and dynamic speakers. One such speaker boldly approached the pulpit, gathered the entire crowd's attention and said, the best years of my life was spent in the arms of a woman that wasn't my wife. The crowd was shocked. He followed up by saying, and that woman was my mother. The crowd burst out in laughter and delivered the rest of his speech, which went quite well. The next week, the pastor decided that he would give this humor a thing a try and use that joke in his sermon. So he approached the pulpit on that sunny Sunday morning. He tried to rehearse this joke in his head and it suddenly seemed a bit foggy to him. Getting to the microphone, he said loudly, the greatest years of my life were spent in the arms of another woman that was not my wife. The congregation inhaled off the air in the room and standing there for almost 10 seconds in stunned silence, trying to recall the second half of the joke, the pastor finally blurred out, and he said, I can't remember who she was. Okay. Anyway, now pick up your Bible. Say this after me. If you have your mobile Bible, lift it up. I prefer a paper Bible because I'm an old school guy. Lift it up and say, Lord Jesus, influence me this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will speak to us. I pray that you will take control of my lips. The words that will come, it will not be just me mixing my own ideas. Father, we are not here to hear the world ideas. We are not here to get good statistics, numbers, pin, PowerPoints. It's not about us. It's about you, Jesus. The word that comes from you, that brings life. Because out of your word brings life. And we want that word not to feel entertained so that we can carry on for the rest of the week. But that word will create in us the life that produces Jesus in and through us. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. So this week we will continue the third stage that David went. And for those who have never listened to the first one, it's on the iTunes and on SoundCloud and also on YouTube. You can just go and download it and listen to it. But I'll do a recap. David went through like a unique prophetic season in his life and he was anointed at the age of 17 by prophet Samuel and it took him almost 20 years that that a prophetic journey prepared by the Lord so that by the age of 37 he became the king of the entire Israel so this 20 years journey is what we are doing so we did the first six years was his life with Bethlehem Bethlehem means house of bread, but there was nothing going on in Bethlehem. It was a small, humble beginning. Nobody knew who David was. 
then he moved on from bethlehem he went to gibea gibea means hill that's where he spent another 6 years in gibea with saul defeating goliath and i shared this with you as last week and goliath is actually you know ancestors of goliath is one of the great grandmothers was orpa and david's great great grandmother was um, ruth and you know ruth and orpa were the daughter-in-laws of nahomi you know the story right and so nahomi's sons died her husband died then she went back goes back to her own country and this moabite woman she comes along with nahomi and i said this joke i said probably ruth was not an indian uh, mother and daughter in law she would have never said that your mother your god is my god and it's just a joke you know but she said orpa orpa said i'm not going to follow you and she went back and she became a prostitute and one of the giants that came out of that was goliath and here was ruth a foreigner in a strange land at the feet of boaz and boaz married and then came jesse and obed and then david david overcame goliath it's a beautiful story of how god can use a simple obedience to turn something gloriously in your life and that's that's where we talked about and gibea means hill and david spent a beautiful season of amazingly you know encountering goliath victorious suddenly became a national spotlight hero and suddenly success came in promotion came in people started recognizing you know david and he was like amazingly people were like wow this guy shepherd guy became a national hero and he's on time magazine people talking about him interviewing him cnn fox everybody is interviewing him and right now he's got even books that he has to sign amazing but then god is like working on his heart in the bethlehem god worked on his heart when there was nothing going on are you faithful in the little his identity now in gibea god is working on his identity again that you don't take your praises up here and lose your mind now after gibea it's a very interesting season david goes through a season called adullam and hadullam means in hebrew hiding place hadullam means hiding place it's a cave actually and um, scholars call that cave a cave of difficulty now look at this look at this guys he lost the favor from saul and all the success he lost it saul now has one job on his on his mind he sent 3000 men to chase capture and kill david that's their job they were given salary food and transportation to do one thing to kill david it's amazing right now david from bethlehem from no man he became somebody then from hill he fell down now he's in adullam he started his headquarters there in a dark damp wilderness cave called adullam hiding place and the scripture we're going to be meditating is from first samuel chapter 22 from verse 1 and 2 okay this like this for all those who are in distress look at this 3d's there okay distress first uh, samuel chapter 22 verse uh, 1 and 2 okay for all those who are in distress now that's 1d debt and discontent gathered around him and he came and became their commander about 400 men were with him all those who were in distress they said to him come and be our leader it's in verse 2 and they stayed with him for almost next 5 to 6 years in gibea these 400 men look at this 400 men they had they were discontent with Saul and the government 
they came to david and said take care of us and this is what i want to encourage you to think about this you know sometimes when we see success we think we arrived but god actually this is going to pop some of your bubbles god never designed us to hold on to a position or a success or a temporary victory as part of our new identity never identity is again and again rooted in christ alone paul talks it throughout his epistles he wrote 13 letters and he says everything in ephesians 2 alone he talks about in christ you are seated with him in christ he says no matter how far you go no matter how further you go your influence it's still rooted in christ and the greatest news this is the beautiful thing that these men were transformed from a needy group of people that become a mighty men of david's army and you you can see that mighty men of david's army did amazing stuff so what's happening in adullam adullam in adullam god taught david a dual lesson and this is what i'm coming to the point there are two lessons david learned about his own sin and weaknesses as well the sin and weaknesses of the people who joined him this is going to be interesting for some of you and in adullam these fellows were joined with david and he was in the place where Saul was actually passing by and uh, these fellows were saying to David let's kill him let's take him god has given these guys in your hand you know what david says it's up in the screen you can see this beautiful verse first samuel 24:6 he said to his men this 400 guys the lord forbid that i should do such a thing to my master <laughs> the guy who has sent 3000 people troops to kill he's saying the lord should you know that do such a thing to my master the lord's anointed or lay my hand on him for his anointed of the lord and i want to pause here i want to pause here this is very very important to remember this guys we live in this culture where we open our mouth too quickly to say words about people that we know too little hello are you there we open our mouth too quick say to people say about people that we know too little and it's very important that you don't do that why because you read something about somebody in the internet and then you blurt out you say something you read some information listen to me and i wrote down here two points that you can remember and i call them life points because this is very very important okay life point number 1 leave the judgments to the hand of god don't criticize people even if you can't say anything good don't say it they gave him bad advice guys you know and and they didn't see god as their source but david saw differently he ruled from his soul he understood there are times to disagree with people around him for the sake of obeying god Do you know the spirit of gossip? The spirit of gossip. It's gossip is not just a thing. It's a spirit. So if you have the spirit of gossip, you naturally attract the other spirit of gossip with you. If you have a spirit of offense, you naturally attract. The same is also true. If you are a spirit of joy, if a spirit of being grateful, you attract those people around. It's contagious. remember i've said this to many times we are a spirit we have a soul we live in a body it's important to realize that who we are so leave the judgment to the hands of god maybe somebody that you know they are falling 
don't open your mouth and just say you know i want to encourage you i want you to do something prophetic okay put your hand on your mouth this is first for me you say god help me that i will speak life over my mouth not death just do that prophetically lord help me you know i am praying this for myself because you know there are times that i you know my mouth my my wife calls it she says you have a loose mouth sometime and i have to hold on to that in tamil there is a word called torandavaya that's the thing we sometimes open and blurt it and we just blurt. no 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 i'm going to rule my mouth this proverb talks about it he who doesn't control his mouth he doesn't take over the city and i want to encourage you guys it's so easy and maybe you know somebody who is a brother who is a sister who is walking with the lord but they are falling if there is a possibility go pray for them take them aside talk to them but don't go and talk about them to the rest of the community it's very important look what david david had all the reasons to take Saul's life but he didn't do that and that's why he became a man after his own heart amen so let's keep going on there are a few more life points i want to i want to give you okay now second life point gibia has tested him in fame and success but adullam was testing him with hard choices what is the hard choices love and forgiveness versus hate and bitterness that's what is going on right now in gibia fame came suddenly the girls are dancing saul only killed 1000 david killed 10000 you know if david was right now in this day and age suddenly he will be having instagram followers 2 million people you know youtube will be paying him for everything they will say your statements facebook will be saying many things he will be interviewed he will be such a popular person right and now he has now fallen down in the cave of adullam now he has to make some hard choices there were two or three times god purposefully allowed saul in his life how are you going to deal and i want to prophesy over this to you there will be times where you will be tempted to take the vengeance in your hand but leave it in the hands of god leave it in the hands of god god is better in dealing the vengeance so david has to deal with his hard choices what should i do love and forgiveness versus hate and bitterness guys i want to tell you this i think it was mm, malcolm magridge who made this christians are the most forgiven people on planet earth and he also said christians are the most unforgiven people on planet earth we carry so much bitterness hate it's so sad we don't even greet our fellow christians who don't agree with our doctrine guys just because we somebody doesn't agree with our doctrine doesn't mean we have to hate them doesn't mean we have to despise them doesn't mean we have to put them on a second category of christianity everybody is on their journey come on amen everybody is on their journey just like you know one day i got i want to share this little inside story and my wife knows this i got a little bit frustrated with isaac isaac is a lovely son handsome like his daddy don't laugh this is not a joke so and he actually loves one particular food so much but anything other than that he has a little hard time and his favorite food is spicy tandoori chicken with naan and uh, you know red sauce that anything this butter chicken or whatever that's his favorite you give him you know we went another day to a restaurant called zaitun and he actually finished i'm not exaggerating almost half chicken by himself and two roti i was thinking where the heck is stomach it probably starts from the throat up to his you know <laughs> so i was thinking how do you stack all these things but then the next day uh, you just made some pasta 
or lasagna and i i i mean he could not even put one spoon inside and i got so frustrated i blurted out and i was up at 6 o'clock my prayer time i was up there in the in the terrace praying and the holy spirit i said to him lord i don't know i get so frustrated and he just interrupted when i was talking to him he said excuse me if i was so frustrated for every moment that you make a mistake how would you be where you and i was like i was literally crushed by that word in you know god convicts us not to condemn us he convicts us to conform us into his image so wow i didn't realize that wow i said lord if you would have done that probably there will be grass or trees growing up on my tomb thank you for your favor your patience and i'm not completely transformed i'm still in the making of that but i've made me realize like wow i need to give a long rope everyone is in the process of making amen nobody has arrived yet anybody arrived here <laughs> let me see your hand i want to come and do a dts under you okay no one that that's what i want to encourage that doesn't mean you have to be lenient with sin lenient with no there is a place for correction there is a place for rebuke there is a place but then at the end of the day leave the judgment in the hand of god amen so god's promises appeared distant and faint to david he said somebody i shall perish and by the hand of saul look at first samuel 27:1 he made the statement and it's ridiculously true when you are hurt and disappointed and you don't see a way out this is what you make you make stupid statements david thought to himself one of these days i will be destroyed by the hand of saul i want to pass here how many times when things goes wrong we say oh no this bond 3 years bond looks like 300 years bond i am worse than slave of the children of israel the children of israel was only 400 years look where i am at we speak such you know me and my wife on the way coming back my wife and me we made one statement and immediately the holy spirit confronted us in a gentle way and i feel like we were never able to finish building the house i just said it and my wife is like yeah me too because it's growing so slow like a snail pace you know and and immediately the holy spirit said no don't agree with the lie it's not going to be i told you you will build the house you will build it so i have to rephrase my thinking you know sometimes so many crazy thoughts comes in your mind you know it's okay to come those thoughts but don't proclaim it over that's what he thought to himself one of these days i will be destroyed by the hands of saul and david had this thought he was often hurt mad and desperate but he will always ask forgiveness and move forward so god put david in adullam for around 7 years to firmly root his identity and this is what i want to write down another life point god doesn't want us to get our identity even a little bit from our anointing or earthly success but from being loved by god and being a lover of god now put your hand on your heart and you say this after me okay my anointing does not come from my earthly success my anointing comes from being the lover of god and loved by god and that's your anointing that's where you rest and my dear brothers and sisters the greatest greatest privilege is to lay at the bosom of the creator and to call him abba father no religion can call it no religion no religion says hey call my god your dad never but in 
walking with Jesus. I don't like to say Christianity because again, it's not a religion. In walking with Jesus, it's so beautiful. We can lay at the bosom of our daddy God or the father who created and say, Daddy, I am loved by you and you are my lover. Wow! Isn't it beautiful? And that's what God is working in David's heart. You know, in Bethlehem, nothing was going on. God was working in his identity. Gibeah, everything was going on. God was working in identity. In Adullam, everything around him was going wrong. God was working in his identity. Are you there? Isn't it beautiful? It's something so beautiful. Our ministry can fall apart. The people who admire us can leave. The blessing of the Spirit can lift for a season, you know, and even we can lose buildings, home, poor financial, whatever it is. But if we love God and He loves us, and that is what success means. True success is not about how big is your ministry. True success is not how big is your house. True success is not, you know, what you have accomplished it in your bank balance. All those things can have a temporary reprieve, but those things are not your eternal accomplishment. What is your eternal accomplishment? I am a lover of God. I am loved by God. Amen? That's, that's what God is promising. That's what David is going through. Another life point, okay? It appears as if our plan of God has changed. Yet in truth, God only changed our season, not our destiny. It appears as if our plan of God has changed. Some of you right now in Adullam and you say, maybe God changed my plan. No, no, no. God is not changing your plan, but he's changing. He's just changing it for a season so that you will get back your roots. You know, one of the things every time, every time, this is my personal journey, okay? Every time when things doesn't go the way I feel the Lord is leading, the prompting of the Holy Spirit makes me to ask this question. Lord, is there anything in my life that you and me have deviated? Is there anything? Maybe the way I talk to someone, maybe I entertain the gossip, maybe I entertain some kind of, you know, a lustful thought or whatever it is. What did I do in my life that made me to place where I'm stuck? The Holy Spirit is so gentle. He never condemns. Condemnation is talks about punishment. Conviction is talks about restoration. Condemnation is to do with what you have done. Conviction is going to go do with what you will be doing in the future. And that's what the Holy Spirit immediately will say. You know what? That area, that bitterness, that thought, that this, this. Gently, you just reaffirm. And I wanted to share this little secret that I have to you guys. Make sure that you and your daddy God are intertwined like this completely. They never, even when you take a day off, don't take a day off without him. Even when you go on vacation, sometimes people say, oh, in vacation, I don't read Bible, brother. I just wake up 10.30. I just sit on the beach. No, 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 no. Don't take vacation without Jesus because maybe the guy who serves you colada in the beach needs Jesus and you need to be filled with Jesus so that you can share Jesus to them. Hallelujah. 11 years ago, we got married and the Lord gave us a privilege to go on a cruise. And it was a Royal Caribbean cruise all the way from Puerto Rico, all the Caribbean islands, 10 days and 11 nights. We visited like 10 islands. And every day, me and my wife, there was just beginning of our days. We would start the day with prayer and our tour guide don't know Jesus. His name is called Thomas, Gladson, whatever. But they don't know Jesus. We would share 
and the guy in our cruise he was a hindu guy from mumbai he is the chef start talking about jesus and then the advantage of when you talk about jesus people get blessed you know what i said to him i am from south india all this you know the mushroom sauteed you know all those things are nice but i need sambar he made me sambar in the cruise in royal caribbean he made me sambar and rice and chicken curry they were eating steak and you know the fish fillet and all those things i had sambar mixed it nicely you know south indians use the hands make a short put inside my mouth you being a blessing you are blessed amen hallelujah don't do it for sambar that could be a motivation but just wherever you are you know it's incredible guys i want to encourage you you know so in good times let's make this declaration so in good times we approach god without any pride but in bad times you approach god without giving up some of you may be in the bad times like adulam things are not going well everybody is promoting everybody is getting married or everybody is building a house everybody is doing something you know and you are like stuck in the same place now you say i'm not giving up i'm a lover of god i'm loved by god this season is not temporary what i saw in my dream and what i'm experiencing now is not what i have saw in the dream so i'm going to stay here until god takes me out amen hallelujah isn't it beautiful now look at psalms 34 verse 1 and david's actually hit was a psalm that he wrote when he escaped from Saul in, in Adullam he wrote the song lord i'm bursting with joy over what you have done for me my lips are full of perpetual praise wow isn't it beautiful he came to realize that that the one thing i can't lose is my relationship with god everything else changes things around me will change things inside of me will change things above me will change the climate will change you know the people will change but i can't lose this that's why paul writes in romans nothing can separate us from the love of god he bursting out with joy for what you have done for me this is just escaped from the hands of saul and look at proverbs 25 if you live without restraint and are unable to control your temper you are as helpless as a city with broken down defenses and open to attack amen see god doesn't want our identity to focus on our cars our houses our checkbook or credit cards bonds gold stocks our identity god wants to focus and rooted in christ why because you and me are prepared for eternal prosperity eternal life amen so that's why i want to encourage you adulam is a place of difficulty it's a hiding place if you know in that place criticism will bring you into a reality check and i want to encourage you if somebody criticizes you and you are constantly in the season of criticism allow the holy spirit say god if there is any nugget of truth i want to learn you know i want to learn I don't want to be defensive. I don't want to say I got it all. No. It's look at this. I wrote down this. David was anointed at 17. Spent around 6 to 7 years in Gibea. That's around 23 years of age. Spent another 7 years in Adullam. That's around 30 years of age. Spent another 7 years in Hebron. That God willing next week we'll talk about it. Leading only one tribe out of all the 12 tribes. Okay? Around 37. Then he became the king of Israel around 37 38. So in total it took him around 20 years to arrive. 
to the promise of what God said to him about being a king. You know what we have so, so sad today? We get too quickly. We hear the word of the Lord and we want to jump in. Hello? I've said this thousand times and I'm going to say this again. More than God wants to conquer through you, God wants to conquer you. It takes time. You know, there are dreams that God put in my heart. I'm 44 years old. I have not seen the fulfillment yet. I have seen a glimpses. You know, God said you will go to every single country and preach the gospel. It's only 112 countries. Still there is 140 something to go. I don't know. But more than that, I say, God, conquer me more than conquering through me. And if we rest in that reality, I tell you, my dear brothers and sisters, the rest will be easy. Otherwise, you'll be constantly striving, constantly saying, I want to do this, I want to do this. You know, otherwise, we'll go from one church to another church. You know, that's why a lot of people, they are called the frog mentality. You know, and they go from, ah, the pastor is not anointed enough, so I go to another place. You know, go for one meeting to another, we ask for somebody to touch somebody to release a prophetic word, some anointing oil to rub seven times on our forehead. Sometimes, you know what we are doing? We are striving constantly to get there. If we can just rest and say, God, I surrender. Just two words, I surrender. Conquer me. That's four actually. Surrender. Conquer me. That's it. Hello? Kapish? Amen? Isn't it beautiful? Now, I wanted to hit this very important because here Adulam is a place called hiding place. It's a difficult season for David. But David learned one thing, how to deal with bitterness. And I want to encourage you guys, my dear brothers and sisters, this is an earnest plea as your brother to you. If hurts comes, disappointment comes, resentment comes, it comes in many forms through family, friends, close relatives, workplace, any way comes. Don't make it sit in your heart. Don't chew this again and again. Bring it to the Lord. There's a book called Bait of Satan. I don't know whether you heard that book. Anybody read that by John Beverly? It's a very important thing. And I want to encourage you to read. And we don't have time to go into all the details. But I'll give you a few points. Encourage you to think about this. What happens if you hold bitterness? Can I tell you something? Bitter people cannot worship God. What is worship? It's not singing. Worship is giving the first preference to God in every area of your life. Bitter people can't worship. Why? Because they're constantly thinking about something else. So God is not first in your mind. Hello? Listen to me. This is really, really challenging what I'm going to share. This bitterness thing, it cripples people. It brings us to a place where we don't enjoy the presence of God. You know, so I wrote down here a few points. What happens when you walk in unforgiveness? It prevents God from forgiving us. Look at Matthew 18, 35. I'm reading from the Passion. It, it advises us to forgive us others as God forgives us. In the same way, my Heavenly Father will deal with any of you if you do not release forgiveness from your heart toward your fellow believers. I want to encourage you. Some of you may be hurt with your friend or co-worker like David said someone who dipped bread with me hello that's Jonathan he was talking about hurted me but David was releasing you know when every family member of Saul died David 
the man after God's own heart, sent Abner, the soldier, the chief guy, to go around and search if there is anyone remaining from the hand of, from the family of Saul. And they found a guy when he was five years old, Saul's grandson, his maid dropped him and there was no CMC to go and do POP. He became lame. His name was Miss Bellaboth. Remember that? That fellow was lame. And David, the Bible says, the rest of his days of miserable abode, he was at the David's table eating king's food. Tell me now, if you are bitter, can you serve food? No. Maybe you will serve mixed with some rat poison. But David did not do that. Hello? Isn't it beautiful? So that's what I want to encourage you. God is asking us to forgive. It prevents God from forgiving us. Number two, if when you walk in unforgiveness, you know, you can't enjoy God's presence. The Bible says in Matthew 5, 24, leave your gift there in the altar. Go and make peace with him. Then come and offer your gift. You know, you can worship and say, Kumbaya, my Lord, Kumbaya, Bambalela, Jesu Bambalela. I worship you, Lord, blah, blah, blah. You exalt your name, blah, blah. But still bitterness in your heart. God says, now leave all those sacrifices here. Reconcile with your brother, your sister, your friend. Don't go and say, you hurted me. No, just say, I feel this is what you have done, but I want to release forgiveness. You know, your choice is to letting go. The result and the consequence of your choice is in God's hand. Amen. Amen. Look at the Passion Version. Leave your gift there in the front of the altar. Go at once to apologize to one of one who is offended. Then after you have reconciled, come to the altar and present your gifts. What happens when you walk in and forgiveness? It results in vengeance and it creates a spirit of vengeance that brings a rebelliousness against God. Look, Romans 12, 19 says, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Look, beloved brothers, never avenge yourselves, but leave the way open for God's wrath and his judicial righteousness. For it is written in the scripture, vengeance is mine and I will repay, says the Lord Almighty. When you walk in unforgiveness, it blocks the plan of God in your life. Genesis 50 verse 20 says, Joseph said to his brothers, again, a beautiful story of forgiveness. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present outcome that many would be kept alive as they are this day. Isn't it beautiful? And I want to encourage you, my dear brothers and sisters, this is challenging to do it easy to preach but I have experienced the grace of God when you let go of the hurt and disappointment back to him he restores it beautifully it restores it amazingly and many times how you handle the offense will determine your quality of life with God it, 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 it shows what kind of quality of life that you have with God. You know, forgiveness is not a feeling. Forgiveness is not an option. Even Matthew eleven sixteen, God says, you know, blessed is the one who is not offended by me. You know how many people got offended with Jesus? If you read John chapter 6, verse 66, I guess, many people got offended and they never followed Jesus anymore. And it's offense is a big thing. You know, you may be offended with me. You know, I may say something, do something that may be a little bit not normal to you. And you may be offended. This guy, weird fellow, I don't know why he's doing this. 
you know i probably you might know this by this time i'm not very organized person i i am sending you the link sometimes 10 minutes before the prayer meeting or 10 minutes before the service and you're wondering you know this morning brother jivakani wrote to me and said are we meeting in person or you know or at zoom and and then i realized i forgot to tell last night brother sunil wrote to me like hey the church is opening next week in other places and you know things like that so i'm not really probably sometimes it's easy to pick up a friend what the heck this pastor is not you know he doesn't have it all together you know but sometimes it's easy to go in that direction but i want to encourage you listen just because i'm a pastor doesn't mean i have it all together i'm just like you as a brother amen hello and we always and this is the crazy part and this is going to pop some of your bubbles we always judge usin differently than us the morning early birds and i'm a early bird some of you are your early bird they always have a tendency 5 o'clock deva samugathile stotram 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 somebody praying 8 o'clock hmm thungu munji still sleeping sleepy head we always judge someone who sin differently than us god wants to deal with us that's why we have to carry our own cross forgiveness is the only answer forgiveness is giving a person another chance forgiveness is the new beginning is a lifting of the heavy burden it's a cancellation of death it's cleansing it's not just white washing you know in indian culture everything is okay everything everything is fine but then it's just a just a big wall we put forgiveness is a key that unlocks the door that puts you in the place of resentment forgiveness is the key that unlocks the handcuffs of hatredness i mean forgiveness is a fresh start i wrote down here four questions ask yourself this question okay is it true or false forgiveness should not be given until the person asks for it is it true how many of you think it's true now okay that's forgiveness includes minimizing the pain or punishment you think the pain and punishment will, will just go it's not true that's forgiveness includes trust and reuniting to the relationship immediately it's not possible it takes time that's forgiveness forgiving others truly means if you have forgotten everything what they have done to you no it's not true it's still remember 2005 i was engaged i was about to get married and the girl who was supposed to come to india she never came i still remember and it's 2021 hello the shame i went through the rejection i went through the pain i got through i have a memory of that but i don't carry the pain why because i have given it to god i still have the memory of it every time june 4th june 5th comes i still remember oh my 15 16 years ago charles you got dumped <laughs> Hello now I can make a joke about it but that's the reality about it you know but then you give your heart you give your ashes god turn into beautiful amen now the last one this is what i want to tell you forgiveness is not minimizing the seriousness of offense there is a big difference between a forgiveness and trust forgiveness is instant trust is a process hello forgiveness is instant trust is a process and let me tell you let me put it up in the in the religious words forgiveness is by grace trust is by works that means you have to work it's you have to earn your trust 
so the resentment and bitterness are not the best emotions in your life they are joy stealers i call them the people who have you know the lost the joy they don't have anything to express this have you seen people who have lost the joy they are like constantly complaining constantly you know it's like ah it's horrible to be with them put your hand on your towards heaven and say i'm i'm not going to allow the joy stealer in my life amen i'm not going to allow the joy stealer in my life amen i don't know where you are at maybe what i'm sharing to you is just an information maybe it's speaking to your heart maybe you feel like man i need to let go of that relationship that hurt that person i don't know where you are at but this is what i have learned okay i'm going to share this being vulnerable as your brother or share this if you don't release that person you end up resembling that person and that's scary man hello my dad was a very strong military style leader okay and many south indian fathers are like that daddy's yes is daddy's yes daddy's no cannot be daddy's yes anyone experience that it's that's how it is and we lived with that but that also brought a little bit of friction between me and my dad and later part when i got married and have kids my wife used to say have you really forgiven your dad because you kind of resemble him give cut some slack on your kids guys that was you know when the holy spirit speaks to your wife it's 100% true brother sunil is saying yes yeah yes if the holy spirit speaks to your wife it's 100% true because they don't have ego like men and and, and i remember going before god and, I, and the lord said gently is she what she is saying is true the lord said yeah a little bit i have to bring it before the lord and i said you know what daddy i don't want to end up resembling like my father in a bad way good things yes i want to take all the good things he has done he was a wonderful breadwinner you know he worked hard i want to do all those things but there are some areas i wanted to learn i want to unlearn and relearn if you don't release them you'll end up resembling them what are some of the persons who are some of the persons you are holding on i don't have to tell me don't put it in the chat it's between you and daddy god but say to god god i want to release that person to you cuz i it sucks to repeat the same cycle to resemble them again again no i want to leave this to you amen